so welcome to my bonus uh, track for my podcast. So it's basically around my own sort of struggle with financial awareness and how that sort of interacted with my own addictive past because I'm actually in a privileged position where <laughs> I was actually a qualified financial advisor. So I have all the knowledge of how to grow money. I know how to run pensions. I know how to do ISAs. I know how to invest. Yet it seems that addiction and mental health battles seem to push all that financial awareness to one side. And when you're in a spiral of depression um, and you have money, which I did at the time because I have money from a house sale, you keep using the money to say this is all going to be all right. But actually all I was doing was just continually patching myself with what I thought was a bottomless pit of money at the time. But actually, it was the saving grace. Eventually, when I depleted all my financial resources, I just naturally reached a point at the end of my addiction. So th this was a week before I went to rehab because I was actually looking at potentially being homeless at the age of 31, um, which when you've owned your own home, um, you've used to have a lot of money in your bank, you had a good job. It's quite a difficult place to be. Um, I think that's the majority where my own suicidal thoughts came from because... It was my preconceptions of what everyone else thought. If I'd come out and admit this, it was a massive sign of weakness for me. So the financial side of things in addiction is huge um, because you will spend all your money. I even thought about potentially committing crime at times when it was getting lower to feed my habit. And that's something that I actually haven't shared with anyone because they, they were deep, dark secrets that were a couple of weeks before I actually ended up going to rehab. I knew that my bank balance had been completely depleted through sort of doing geographicals to Australia and South Africa but my, my troubles always seemed to follow me. So in terms of financial awareness the, the reason why I want to talk about this is because having a few clients uh, there is a common theme that comes up for all of us it's the relationship we have with money is terrible um, especially when it comes to sort of talking to other drug addicts as well because you get into really bad situations where you start borrowing so you have drugs on tick um, is the modern technology um, and I got into a really bad position where I was borrowing against my house because the drug dealer knew that I was selling my house to get the money out of it um, it wasn't it wasn't the debt that I was in with the drug dealer was the reason it's just I needed to get out of that house my mum was seriously ill in hospital at the time as well and I, I wanted to give them back the money that they initially helped me to get on the property ladder so for me I was already in debt the house wasn't selling because Brexit just came along um, and screwed up the chances of selling the property so for me I was in a really bad position because I was having to borrow off the drug dealer who sort of knew that he could manipulate me in whatever way he wanted to in order to get the money um, because he could just see that I was heavily addicted now this is a conversation for another time, but when you think that your drug dealer is your friend, that's when you're in a very bad place, um, personally. So it was the whole thing around getting into debt with a drug dealer brings with it a whole new level of anxiety. So the fear of getting shot, fear of not knowing what's coming around the corner, especially when you're about eight grand in debt to him. Now... For me, I had to get my parents involved. I had to move to Thailand for a bit because I was actually getting some threats for my own life. 
Now, that was all based around the financial mess that I got in, in terms of all my money was tied up in the property. Um, and he was letting me borrow off the fact that that would try and sell. So I actually ended up selling my car in order to get some money. Um, but it didn't go very far because the car didn't sell for more than a grand. So I managed to give him a bit of money from that. But to be honest, it was just one of the most stressful years of my life because I was also going through debt recovery. Um, and what I mean by debt recovery is that when I admitted that I had a problem with cocaine, it seemed that everything else around me sort of crumbled to bits. Relationships died, uh, girlfriends left. Um, my mum was ill and I left my new job. So for me, I turned to gambling and I gambled a lot of money, borrowed against the house in a very short space of time. I went from being debt free to being 50 grand in debt in a space of two months. Now that the majority of that was done through online gambling because I was high, I'd be up late at night um, sort of wishing my life away and then gambling sort of gave me a, a comfort in the later hours of the morning. Now in hindsight, that is the quickest and most dangerous way to lose any money um, because you can do 200, 300, 400 pounds spins on these fruit machines and a spin takes probably two seconds to do. So if you think about it, if you've got a lot of money, which I did at a very quick time because I was borrowing loans and credit cards, um, and then it sort of spiralled out of control because I could see that there was no way that I could get this money back. And mentally, I was in a terrible position because I just thought, fuck it, I literally don't care what happens because everything in my life has gone horribly wrong. So that's where my mind was. So when you're going through mental health problems, you cannot be expected to make good financial decisions. That is a big part of what I try and life coach now, is trying to get people into a position where they're balanced, both emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. That balance then gives a person, it doesn't give them the financial awareness. This is where my financial background, being a financial advisor, um, comes in, because I give them the financial awareness. I make them aware of how they can potentially do things without giving advice, <laughs> just to make that clear. Um, but they can have the information they need to go away when the, the rest of their life is going well to then grow their money. Because I think it's a bit naive in, in modern day to think that you can't have a good bank balance. Your bank balance needs to be as healthy as the rest of you. So spiritual awareness, uh, not spiritual awareness, sorry, financial awareness is actually the fifth thing that I look at when I'm coaching my clients because I think that's an all important part. Now it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be a millionaire. It just means you need to be able to afford the lifestyle that you want. And that all comes from goal setting. So mixing what your core values and beliefs are to the goals that you want to achieve and then having the finances there to be able to fund them, taking loans out at the right time for the right thing, not spending too much on overdrafts and getting into debts that you can't repay, all has an accumulative effect in terms of where you want to be. So let's sort of fast forward just a bit because I went through debt relief. I got I was um, in debt to nine debtors, so nine companies like banks, credit card companies um, and loan companies were the three. And it's a horrible thing to go through. So you get multiple letters every day from every debtor chasing you for this, sending you this notice, that notice. 
and with very little regard to your personal circumstances I felt at the time anyway um, right my whole life had sort of spiraled out of control and this was just another thing that was just piling on top and anyone who's been through depression can understand that even opening a letter can be difficult so imagine trying to get nine of those every day for the space of a year um, it gets a bit difficult but there, there was a charity called Step Change um, and they were very good because they are in place to help the thousands of people every year that get into a similar situation as me and now COVID is going to bring the next wave of these people that need to go to Step Change and need to get advice because they can no longer afford to pay back their mortgage they can no longer afford to pay back all this that and everything because of the job losses um, that COVID's caused and now that's going to be quite widespread unfortunately so if you're in a similar position you don't need to be an addict to understand how um, debt refinancing goes so I actually went down a route called a full and final offer so once I sold the house I actually just wanted to get rid of the debts now I wasn't too bothered about the credit rating so the sort of standoff is I paid half my debts that I owed so I paid around about 25 grand for the debtors to say look okay that's fine we'll just scrap this and you'll no longer hear from us we will accept half the debt from you but it stays on your credit rating for five years so I am now four and a half years in I've just had my business loan approved and it's the first time I've actually bothered doing a credit check in four and a half years because I didn't want to affect my credit rating anymore now my credit rating is still not that good to be fair um, I've been checking it because you can go on um, Websites like ClearScore, uh, Experian, you can sign up to a free credit report and it will split everything out that is on your file, all your defaults or if you had no defaults it will, it will give everything down at a very accurate level. Now you can use that credit score and the information they provide on the sites in order to improve your credit. So the reason why you would want to do that is if you want to get a loan for a car or if you need it for business or if you want a mortgage for a house you will need to have a certain level of uh, uh, a certain credit score in order to be able to get that finance now the consequence of my drug addiction alcohol addiction and gambling addiction and pressing all the fuck it buttons at once was my spiral from being debt free and in a really good financial position i think i had the top credit score you could have to then completely crashing out defaulting and going through the horrible process of debt recovery now, people go bankrupt, and it's a similar process. Um, bankruptcy sort of stays on your record for a bit longer, I think, potentially. But it's, it's a similar process. Now, in recovery, I think acceptance of my own financial position is something that I just I was prepared to accept because I knew that it was a consequence of all the actions I did. I couldn't lose sleep over something that I had no control over. Um, I educated myself around credit scoring because although financial advisors are much more f forward thinking, they, they don't really um, have any experience in debt recovery. That's a very specific niche of um, advice. So for me, it was important just to get my credit score at a position where I said, look, I've got five years to try and improve it. And then they fall off the credit score. So. It's been a long wait to get the business loan approved. I'm absolutely over the moon. And that's why I sort of wanted to do the bonus track because actually financial awareness, when you're going through addiction or you're just going through a tough time, 
is so important. You, you always need to understand that whatever position you're in now is not the position you might be in five years' time. If you're going through debt relief because of gambling addiction or drug addiction's got you there as well, or alcohol addiction can mean that your life's a, in, in a situation where you just don't look after the rest of your finances. Now, the position is that you can recover from that. It is a slow process and things will stay on your credit score for a long time, which will mean you can't get finance. But the way that I looked at it personally was that I just simply needed to change my my mindset. My mindset was now, I can't get that funding. I need to do everything at my best, and I need to work up for it for free. So everything I've done up until this point of getting the business loan is just through hard graft and through the few pennies I get through the... Um, or that, that I've just saved up, but essentially it's just hard graft. And the thing is, if you do things for free, then you're not having to pay for them. It's always a good mindset to take when you're doing new business, is that you don't need to always pay for stuff. If if it's easy and you fancy doing it, do it for free, um, because it's, it's, it's a more efficient way of doing business. So another thing that I also trained myself to do, and it was a shift in mindset, was to build my relationship with my own bank account. So when you're going through addiction or mental health problems, the last thing you do is check your bank statement. You spend your money each month, and to be fair, I was even doing this before any issues. I never really had that financial relationship with my bank account from leaving university, um, but it's important. So with modern day technology so I have um, a online account there's no high street bank it's one of the um, it's one of the well-known brands it's an orange card I don't want to give too much away in case anyone wants to commit fraud on my account so these online accounts will give you a card that you can use as normal chip and pin etc you can get cash out from the cash machine but what they ultimately do is every time you tap and you pay for something that transaction comes straight through onto your phone so you are already having a better relationship with money because it's visually coming up now you can actually set these to have different saving pots uh, which is brilliant because you can specifically call the savings pot house fund or golf club fund or whatever fund you want to do it for it gives you a visual representation and when your money comes in from your salary you can take out whatever element and chuck it into your savings pot. That savings pot stays there for as long as you want or unless you need it and then you transfer it back. But giving yourself visual reminders about your bank account each day, I check mine every morning because I have to do my self-employed um, income and expenses anyway. So for me, it was a good morning routine. Just the first thing when I wake up, I'll go onto my QuickBooks, which is an accounting software. I'll go through the expenses the day before if there were any and I'll cipher them off to personal or business, any income, personal or business. And it's just given me a confidence where I know everything. I know all my outgoings because I've done a survival budget. Survival budgets are very important for getting a basic grounding in financial awareness. So if you understand what you've got coming in, so your salary, uh, any rent from rentees or dividends from shares, etc., then you pair that off against your outgoing. So any subscriptions, people seem to forget subscriptions, but they can actually add up to quite a bit. So for me, I have things like Netflix, um, Now TV, Audible, um, Spotify, 
and two or three other ones that actually, when you add them all together, I don't use half of them that often. I can get away with using the free ones. You save yourself 50, 60 quid a month. So by actually doing the survival budget, you can actually cut back on things when you do it and say, look, I've got X amount coming in, X amount going out, and then you can tie it in with your goals. So that at that point is when you say, look, I've still got this amount left over at the end of the month, and then you can siphon it off into whatever savings pot you want. And by developing that and understanding the reasons why you're saving money, it makes the link and the relationship for your own finances a lot stronger. You then don't go into that um, remissive stage of not looking at your bank statements and sort of wishing your life away and hoping that the card doesn't decline. These are simple things, which as a qualified financial advisor, I didn't do. And the reason I didn't do them is because mentally I just didn't care. Like I was at that point in my life where I just didn't care. And, and that is true for a lot of people. So just getting your basic survival budget done gives you a very good basis to then go off and see what surplus you have in income each month. Live by your means. Do not get into debt with loans because that is just the road to nowhere. Um, I think the problem with today's society is that the money was too easy to get. And as soon as you get it, your life is locked into a loan. So always make sure that if you get a loan, it is for the right reasons. And if you ever get a mortgage, that your whole life is not spent paying the mortgage back and you have no existence outside of that. Because it's so vital that there is balance in your life. You can't just be expected to buy a house and then have no life outside of it. Like, that's no fun. <laughs> um, you need to do things and socialise and just generally live everything in a bit of a balance. So it's, it's trying to get that strike right. Like the societal pressures to get a nice big house. Actually take stock, sit back and think, do I really need a nice big house? Or can that money actually go to do other things a bit better? So as part of my life coaching, I help clients sort of understand their own finances and then sort of just give them the survival budget so if anyone does want the survival budget i'm more than happy to send you over my version of it it's very easy it tallies all the numbers up for you and it is just the best way to start your new relationship with money and if you haven't thought about it get one of the online high street banks so you've got people like monzo um, that are very good you apply online and then they'll send you the card it's that easy and then you can set up the pots and it just shows everything it shows all your direct debits and it's just from a visual point of view it's the best way to try to build a, a relationship with your money because at the end of the day once you've got that initial grounding you can then go and put your money into ices where you can grow your money a bit better you can put it into certain investments um, and then you can watch the money grow by doing the simple things well um, it can really take your money a long way now yeah please get in touch if you've got any questions on that now i can't give financial advice because i am no longer uh, working within the financial services industry and not registered anymore but i certainly do now have a grounding in how to do the simple things well and a previous history of advising other people what to do with their money